from Boy Epic. Man, I don't even know when the fuck that song came out, but it's been a while. Sick-ass song. I forget how the fuck I found it. I want to say it around the original Suicide Squad time. The one with uh, Will Smith in it. And that fucking weird uh, model chick that was like an enchantress or some weird-ass fucking witch or something. I mean, good idea. Executed horribly. Anyway. Uh, decided to do this little bonus uh, podcast uh, yesterday. The booze and dudes are fucking, I don't even know what the hell they call it anymore. The crew uh, was halved. Yeah, because uh, me and DK both were working. And uh, Bucks decided to do a Bizarre and Unexplained. I think he got uh, Powers part of it. Maybe even uh, Shiesty. I don't know. I wasn't there. Um so they they did something, but yeah, me and DK probably aren't gonna be able to get together before Halloween to do the Halloween STD. Which I mean, what if uh, it's kind of sucks? I wanted to, but oh well. Uh, I'll probably just drop that anyway. I think I'll have some free time this weekend. But um, yeah, I got a little bit of free time today because I have been doing all this overtime and stuff. Easy fucking money, so I figured why not. And um, yeah, like I said, I picked that song "Scars." because it's fucking awesome but the whole um uh i gave it all but all you gave was sweet misery this is the end i'm lost in dreams and all i know this is where i've been um you know i'm the truth that you're afraid of stuff like that it kind of got me thinking about um well mainly i, I never really get to watch shit because i got my kids and i mean I, most of the shit i watch is pretty fucked up so i'm not gonna watch that shit in the background with the kids you know and plus, once that, like, got my mindset over, I was just like, well, why even bother watching TV with a kid? Like, let him fucking play like a normal kid. Or, normal, fuck, normal kids fucking around on iPads all day. Or in their own room by themselves and shit, which is fucking weird to me. Like, I, I, I don't get it. I want my kids to be kids uh, for as long as they can. You know, don't get me wrong, I want them to learn other shit, but I want them to have, like, you know, that childlike time of imagination and everything else. Um, to be creative and everything. So I kind of, you know, let him play and let him do his own thing. I just kind of, I don't even kick back and watch anymore. Sometimes I just uh, catch up, you know, do laundry, fucking uh, everything that needs to be done, you know, pick up, clean around and shit like that, cook something, um, you know, periodically check on him and shit. But I, I kind of let him do his own thing. And then when we're outside, we're outside together, you know, playing with the dogs, fucking playing catch, um, pushing him on a swing, all kind of cool shit like that. So since... Last night I worked late, 
the wife got him to get babysat by uh, my in-laws, so I'm home alone right now, so that was kind of cool, so yeah, I was able to actually watch some TV for a bit, and um, one of my favorite directors, Nicholas Winrine, I don't know, uh, well, most people think his name is Nicholas Win- Winling Rhine, but it's actually Winrine, um, where the fuck is he from? He's uh, Danish. Fucking really good, man. His style is just completely out there. Um, he compares it to... Uh, the fuck's that one dude's name? Jordoski? Um, I forget his fucking first name, though. But he's a dude that um, did Holy Mountain and shit like that. Like, those are like crazy, surreal, artsy-type films. Like, if you ever go to art school or, like... Um, uh, I don't know if film school does it anymore, but... Like, back in the day, film classes, you should show you, like, you know, all styles of film, not just, you know, action, drama, comedy, uh, fucking horror, shit like that. Like, they break it all down. There's surrealism, there's artistic, um, there's um, fucking, uh, you know, silent film, um, and they go into layers, like, what do certain uh, images mean and, like, um, the symbolism behind shit like that. So this guy has that style big time. He's, his big thing was like back in the day, he did these Danish movies uh, called Pusher. There's a three-piece series. Pretty cool. I've seen them. I mean, it's not for everybody, but I mean, pretty cool for what it was. Pretty dark little uh, drug-type series and stuff like that of films. Uh, but the way I got into him was he did Bronson. And uh, for those of you that don't know about it, there's this guy who goes by the name of Charles Bronson. Not the actor, but actual... Charles Bronson, the inmate, I think he changed his name now, I want to say he goes by like, uh, what is it, Ali Ahmed, because he became fucking uh, Muslim, but at the time, he took the name of Charles Bronson, because Charles Bronson was like the big actor at the time, so, uh, Tom Hardy, who's now pretty big of an actor now, um, he most people like I mean if you don't know him from the name you know him as the Venom the new Venom and show that he's a uh, Brock, um, in the two movies that have come out the Sony series of Venom that that's him, but I mean I know him pretty much from like fucking like I said Bronson what the fuck else was he in, uh he was in the Dark Knight Rises as Bane, he was uh fucking both of the of the twins. And, um, what the fuck is the name of that movie? It's about the, the, um, the famous, um, they're, they're both gay, I want to say. Uh, what was it, Legend? Yeah, the Cray Brothers. Uh, the movie was Legend. Uh, he was in The Revenant, he was in Dunkirk, but you barely see him in that, and he's wearing the fucking pilot mask the whole time. Uh, Lawless, that was a badass fucking flick. Uh, Locky, which was pretty cool for what it was. Um, Warrior. He was fucking awesome at Warrior. He was really little in Inception. Um, uh, he's in Rock and Roller. What else was he in? Oh, yeah. Star Trek Nemesis. He was one of the bad guys there. Black Hawk Down. He's barely in it, though. But, um, yeah. I guess he's going to be in the new. Or he was in uh, Spider Man, the last one. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Real good fucking actor. Anyway, Bronson. Fucking great fucking flick. That's like his most actual, like, um, straight line movie. Like, uh, for his style. Uh, Nicholas Winrein. Uh, right after that, he did Valhalla Rising, which to me is like one of the most beautiful fucked up movies ever. Really fucking artsy ass flick. 
uh, very little words and dialogue. It's um, like what the fuck years was when the when the Crusaders, um, the Christian Crusades started and stuff like that. And um, there's this slave uh, known as One Eye, and um, he's a warrior. Uh, his his group, he's their slave. He they uh, they take him around like the, it's like Nordic area and shit like that. And like um, they uh, battle him out with other people. Long story short, um, a whole little battle happens. They kill everybody except for his uh, protector, which is his boy. And him and the boy, uh, while walking towards the the uh, sea, they come across a boat which has the Crusaders on them. And um, they talk him into go- joining them. They go to the Holy Land, or at least what they think it is. And there's this whole fucking psychedelic scene and stuff. Uh, it's fucking really beautiful, really badass fucking twisted movie. Then right after that, uh, his most commercial movie, pretty much, was uh, Drive with fucking um, Ryan Gosling, which is, to me, was like the greatest fucking movie at the time. When it came out, I was like, wow, it was fucking perfect. Like, visually stunning. It had a whole 80s vibe to it, but used modern technology, so it looked fucking really vivid and bright and stuff. Uh, Gosling fucking destroyed in it. Um, he pretty much like knew exactly what the fuck this dude wanted to do with this film. Um, they made this... If there's a whole thing about it, I think I've talked about it before on a really old SGR, but um, there's the quad quadro um, film version of the film, where as a filmmaker you're supposed to understand that there should be something going on in one quadrant of the film at all times. You split the film, you split the screen into four, you know, straight down the middle, both ways. And there should always be something in one that's a key scene and something countering it or anti that like so if something's very important the top left the bottom right should be dull if something's happening on the top right and something on the bottom left should be like opposite in color and opposite in lighting it's a it's a thing that they ideally go after drive is one of the fucking last films i can think of that visually has done that from start to finish if one half of the screen there's something happening the other half is like subdued um Colors are completely different on them, but it doesn't, it's not super obvious while you're watching it. Uh, it had to be brought to my attention through this one uh, guy I follow on um, YouTube. So, uh, and that guy ended up becoming more famous. He got a Netflix series with uh, Steven Spielberg called Vior, where he breaks down movies. I uh, put it out a while back. If you guys haven't seen it, you guys should check it out. Um, I'm not a big fan of all the episodes. He kind of, you know, it, it's a Netflix thing, so it goes all over mainstream shit, but. Um, there's a whole episode on revenge and he breaks down old boy, which I've talked about a thousand times. It's like one of my fucking favorite films of all time. Um, so yeah, great fucking film. Then right after that, he convinced Gosling to do this fucked up movie that he wrote called only God forgives another beautifully twisted fucking movie. Really fucked up, really like deals with a whole lot of taboo fucking subjects and shit. Um, really stark, um, film uh the story itself is fucking like it's real plain it's basic it's it's a to b you know but everything in between that it's showing you visually is just fucking out of the fucking world like instead of just being like oh yeah i'm gonna beat this guy up it shows the whole fucking thing like actually drive did that too like in drive uh uh, i'm not trying to spoil it but at one point um in a fight one of the guys gets so um protective of this other person that when he kills somebody he crushes the guy's skull with his shoe literally stomping him out till it crushes uh 
fucking great. Uh, I mean, not that's not a great thing to happen, but if you're thinking about it in the sense of a writer point of view slash director, like, because this dude writes and directs his own movies, um, it's pretty fucking cool to think, like, well, if I was in this angered, temporarily insane fucking part, how far would I write, you know? Like, like I've talked about this before. Um, if you have horrible thoughts and shit like that, don't act them out, man. Write them out. Go do something creative with them, you know? Um, it's not for everybody, obviously. I mean, if you're trying to go mainstream, then don't do your full thoughts, obviously. But, I mean, the idea of being able to shoot something that was so visually appealing that a lot of more people than should have saw it is amazing to me. And um, he has this new sh- series coming out. This is why I've been going through all his, all his uh, shit. And I'm trying to finish... Uh, his last series that was on Amazon Prime, if you guys haven't seen it, it's pretty fucking twisted itself, uh, it's called Too Old to Die Young, I think it's like 10 episodes, but each episode's like, varies in, in time length, They're, the first episode's like 2 hours, I think the second episode's like 2 and a half hours, then the next ones are like 40 minutes, and then from there on, they're like an hour and a half to 2 hours long, each episode, so they're pretty much mini movies all together, in fact, when he debuted the, the series to get it like, kind of, some critic uh, acclaim. He only, he aired it as a three-hour movie that was episodes four, five, and six, I think, or four and five. And, I mean, they stand alone. Like, you really don't need to know the rest of the series to watch those two episodes, and you're like, oh, fuck, this is fucking crazy. But um, watching the series from beginning to end, it's a, it's a mini story that happened inside. It's like a B-plot that happens inside of the actual story itself which is crazy, so I'm trying to finish that now, I started it with my daughter, like, that long ago, I want to say, when the fuck did it come out, uh, 2019, my daughter was born 2018, it should be four, yeah, so she was born 2018, so yeah, around that time, and, um, yeah, I remember watching it a few times, I'm like, yeah, I can't watch this shit with her, so, uh, I think I watched about half of it, and then, like I said, man, I'm just, I don't have time for myself, Anybody that talks about having time uh, to do a lot with um, with their kid and stuff, or little, either doesn't work or fucking just, uh, I don't know how they do it. Because, I mean, like I said, I, I work, and when I get home, well, plus on top of that, my, my lady doesn't watch the shit I watch. Like, not all of it. We, we agree on some things, but this is my kind of shit. Um, I, I just love it. Like I said, uh, I like watching things that, how the fuck do they say it? Art comforts the disturbed and disturbs the comfortable. So, like, and I'm not saying that to, like, oh, glue, like, oh, yeah, fucking hey, man, I'm disturbed. No, it's like, I do think bad things and, like, have thoughts that are out there, but I love knowing that there's other people that also feel that way. It makes me feel like, this is as a kid, like, because I can remember, uh, it started with horror movies, like, um, which is why I'm so critical of horror movies now. Like, most of them are just fucking stupid. But, like, growing up, like, the best horror movies to me was like Maniac when I was a kid. That was fucking awesome, man. Because um, there was like an actual story to it as opposed to just like, oh, yeah, fucking dude's creepy. And he chases kids. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like Maniac, that dude killed grownups and fucking anybody, man. He fucking, he was a maniac. Um, and then the the new version that came out uh, a handful of years ago with um, Frodo. What the fuck is his name? Elijah Wood, actually a fucking beautiful film, like visually stunning. They they did it like Hardcore Henry. Uh, it's all first person. And uh, knowing that it's a horror movie in first person is just like, A, you realize how difficult that sounds. 
because it's pretty much you're just seeing his hands unless he looks in a mirror or like uh, the person that he's talking to is wearing glasses or something. You don't see him. You just see his hands and his actions. And it kind of puts you in his um, perspective a lot more, not just visual, but like mental because you think you're starting to see why he, he looks at certain things or what he's glancing at. Um, you can hear his breathing and like uh, if he's having a panic attack or um, having a mental breakdown, he, uh, the screen kind of corresponds to that. Um, really fucking great film itself. Um, so yeah, I, I was able to finally knock out a few of those episodes today and, uh, I'm on episode eight, the Hangman. Uh, really good, man. Uh, six and seven, which I, I remember watching six when it came out. That was the last episode I watched. I just re caught up to that because whenever I come back to a book, I do the same thing. I always go back two chapters just to kind of refresh myself and, um, really fucking good. Uh, kind of wish I fucking finished it the first time, but it's giving me some time. I know I got until December. He's going to have a new series. It's going to be on Netflix called a uh, Copenhagen cowboy. Um, I'm really excited about that. It looks fucking good. Um, the story itself is kind of cool. It's about like a superhero. And if you already know who I'm talking about, Nicholas Winrein and a lot of these movies, like such as, uh, Valhalla rising drive, only God forgives, uh, neon demon. It was all right. I mean, I get what he was doing, and he did that, but that wasn't for me. Uh, just like, uh, what was it, Fear X that he did? Not not a big fan of it. Um, but um, still worth mentioning, you know? But, uh, yeah, he, he, he talks about how um, he created this character in his head. And there's no visual for this character. It's more of, like, a mindset and actions. And um, it started with Valhalla Rising. One Eye is this character. Like, that was his first version of it. Then in Drive, Ryan Gosling has that spirit. He, he said that. Like, when writing the character, he wrote it in that spirit. Then in Only God Forgives, there's the... I want to say he's a lieutenant. Unless he's a police uh, sergeant or something like But um, he... Uh, oh, yeah, lieutenant. Um, he has that character as well. And um, it continues in... Um, Copenhagen Cowboy. Copenhagen Cowboy, he decided instead of just having one person or one character in the in the story have this uh, character, the spirit within them, he wanted uh, pretty much a handful of them to have it. And so he um, puts it across the board that like multiple characters on the series, like I said, it's going to be coming out uh, in December on Netflix. So I said, I'm trying to finish Only God can, or too, too Old to Die Young. That way I kind of I'm already mentally set for it. And then when I get into Copenhagen, I can fucking just like binge it, which to me is meaning a month and a half long. So, uh, like I said, I, I can't understand binge watching a series. It's, it's strange to me. I got more shit to do in my life than just sit on a couch and watch stuff straight through. It's weird to me. Um, I've always been like that though. Like even, even when I was younger, like if, if I was like, I'm going to watch all these fucking movies, I would watch maybe two a day at the most, like four hours, you know? I, I just couldn't, I felt like I was lazy, I felt like I, I, I just wasn't doing, I could do other shit, so, um, I guess I still have that mindset, but at the same time, even more so now, because I literally am busy all the time, like, on my days off with my son, man, it's fucking cool, you know, it's just me and him, I get to fucking see him grow and shit like that, and watch, especially right now, he's, what, a year and a half, well, a year and seven months, uh, he's starting to talk a lot more, um, interact with shit, um, it's really funny, because, He'll be lazy at times and, you know, just say a few words, you know, food, hungry, uh, this, I want that. But then other times 
if I like kind of hold back and just like ignore him for a bit, he'll fucking throw out like three to four word sentences and shit. Like, hey, come with, come me. Here, come here. And you're like, okay, cool. And so I'll follow him. And then he's like pointing at it like snack, up, up, snack. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You want to snack this up there? Like little shit like that. Like it's just fucking crazy to see knowing that the kid fucking a few months back was just going, ah, and shit like that. It's crazy. I mean, it sounds retarded to people that don't have kids. You're just like, okay, cool. It makes sense. Like, they start making noises and they start talking. But to see it in live in person, like, it's fucking nuts, man. And, and it's funny because he's little. Like, I've talked about this before. He's going to be little. Like, they, they're projected his height at fucking tiny. And uh, so I think it, it trips people out more so when they see him because he looks younger than he is. He looks like he's barely a year old. Um, but he doesn't act like it. Walks around, runs around, fucking grabs shit, and wants to do whatever you're doing. If you show him something new, he wants to do it too. Um, he's he's real fucking entertaining, man. I love that little dude. But it just reminds me of how my daughter was, and now seeing her, she'll be four soon. What in in uh, a little over a month? Oh well, yeah, yeah, about a month from now, late November. Um, seeing her night and day change, like it's just crazy. And then of course on your phones, like if you have Google phones or um, Android ones. They always show you, like, two years ago, this day, and shit like that, and fucking last year, and it's just fucking drastic, man. They look like fucking little kids on that shit, like babies still, like, not even, and they're technically still toddlers, but I think until four or five or something, I don't fucking know. Um, But, like, complete night and day, man. Like, in those videos from just last year, she was fucking talking, I mean, sentences and shit, but, you know, her speech was kind of, like, delayed, or not delayed, but, like, broken, she sounded like broken English, like a fucking foreigner trying to talk English. But now she talks like a normal fucking person. All fucking excited to talk to you and like has full sentences and shit. It's crazy. So I'm just kind of, you know, uh, tripping on that stuff. And um, like I said, trying to find time for myself at the same time. Like my biggest thing right now is I need to fucking start working out more. I mean, I'm still able to maintain my weight because I don't fucking eat like a piece of shit and stuff. But um, at the same time, like, dude, I'm losing muscle like crazy. Um my legs, I went for that run, what was it, like a week or two ago, uh, when I ran to Power's house, and, uh, yeah, the next day, my legs were fucking feeling it, but, I mean, it felt good, though, like, I mean, it was different, like, oh, fuck, my legs kind of hurt, but it, it was noticeable, like, how much stronger I noticed it was, and, like, it made me want to go to the gym again and just fucking do leg presses and all kind of other shit, you know, but, yeah, I just feel lazy, personally, like, like, I could do more, and, I mean, it sucks because the times that I have to do it is so rare and in between that I feel like nah you know what I should just fucking kick back and catch up on shit or watch something or what else is there to do and so I have that so like I said right now that's kind of what I'm doing I'm, I'm fucking recording this podcast I have free time and I'm talking about the new dumb shit that I'm watching and stuff which isn't even new I'm more excited about what's happening that's coming up new the, the thought of a new show that I want to watch is what made me start watching a bunch of old shit that I never finished so that, that's the dumb, hilarious shit about my, my existence right now. Um, uh, like I said, I'm probably just going to do a, another SGR by Halloween. I'll probably release it on Halloween at the latest because Monday. Um, more than likely, probably the day before. I think Monday when I get out of work, I'm going straight with the kids doing the trick-or-treat shit. So that would be cool. They're going to be Beetlejuice and, and uh, Lydia from the Beetlejuice wedding scene. Uh, we already did a trial run of it. My little boy won first place at a costume contest place. So he loved that. He's all about it, man. He like he was fine 
fucking sitting still, putting makeup all over his face, fucking up his hair, turning it green and shit. He was all about it. Wasn't even screaming or crying or nothing. He was just like, yeah, cool. This is awesome. Um, I guess he gets that from his sister, because his sister's all about that shit. She loves fucking playing dress up. Um, she's been excited to wear that dress for fucking ever. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. And, uh, um, like I said, Bucks is doing a, a Halloween party tomorrow. We're going to make an appearance there. I'm not going to stay too late because, I mean, it's more of an adult thing getting all shit-faced drunk and stuff like that. And I'm, I got work the next day. so And the, I worked that morning. So, I mean, we're, we're just going to make an appearance. The kids are going to show up as uh, Chucky and the Bride of Chucky. Um, and we're going to show up. I, I'm just going to do the, a Purge character. Because, like I said, I thought about doing all these other characters, but they have makeup and shit. I'm going to do I'm not going to fucking come home, take a shower, rush my kids in, take a shower and all kind of shit, and then get less sleep. And then possibly still have makeup on my face while I'm at work. So, I just bought a fucking purge mask. Uh, lights up and shit like that. I'll fucking carry a baseball bat with me. Dress dark, you know, like a fucking hoodlum, which isn't hard. I mean, I got those clothes. I live out in Purdue. And if you guys looked it up, it's pretty fucking, supposedly really bad out here. I mean, like as I said, I'm, I'm on the northeast end of it. So, I, I, I'm, I get to see it from a distance. Uh, but it exists, it's kind of down the street if I go running, um, and, uh, I know about it, and like I said, I grew up in this shit, um, so, not too hard to dress up for that, uh, the wife's still either deciding between, uh, Carrie at the prom, you know, the fucking blood all over, or, or I forget what else she said, she named off, like, two other things, because the theme this year is, uh, a villain from a horror movie, so, like I said, I, I, I was ideally trying to fucking do, um, uh, one of the cops from uh, Resident Evil, who, if you know the series, he starts off as a good guy, but eventually becomes bad. So that was kind of going to be like the thought process of it. You know, that way if I get there, they're like, we said villains. Like, well, obviously you haven't fucking played the video game or watched the fucking movies. Well, I don't know if I've kind of seen the movies, but I, I heard his character was in the movie. So hopefully the movie at least put that part right and made him a villain. But if not, oh, well, who fucking cares? I think the series on Netflix did, so. I've heard better things about that than the movie from real fans. Um, but yeah, uh, my patches never came in. Because I had the uniform, I had the fucking bulletproof vest already and all that other shit. So uh, it was going to be nothing for me. I was like, oh, okay, just dress up like I'm going to work. And then fucking put these patches on over my uh, my um, shirt. And it would say Raccoon City on it. But Amazon sent me an email last week or the week before. Like, hey, they're back ordered, da, da, da. I was like, ah, fuck it. Well, cancel that shit. So that plan went out. Um so yeah, I, I ended up just buying this purge mask. Um, so I'll do that. Uh, so yeah, that's my Halloween plans. Hopefully, I mean, Halloween's a thing where you guys are because you guys are fucking all over the place. Um, for those of you in Ireland and stuff, hopefully you guys still do uh, Samhain. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, I heard it's a little bit different. Like you guys don't do trick or treating so much, but you guys do the fucking fuck around and and do vandalism and small level shit and everything. So that's kind of sounds badass. Um. I think that's how it came here, like a bunch of Irish people and shit uh, in the East Coast, like New York, New Jersey, and all that shit like that. Uh, they brought that uh, holiday and tradition out here, and then it became a public nuisance around this time, and the police decided, hey, how about we do it like in the middle of the day as opposed to at night, and we encourage kids to do it, that way the parents are with them, and then it'll be more organized, and it was smart, turned into a national holiday, or, uh, or a big-time holiday now, and then... Um, 
on the Mexican culture side, uh, the day after is, um, you know, our, our uh, whole two days, uh, the first and the second for a uh, celebration of, of death. And because, uh, like I said, in, in our culture, death isn't a bad thing. It's not like, oh, fuck, it's sad. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it is when somebody dies at the time. But I mean, well, not for me, but um, but for people, it, it's a time to grieve. But um, those days are the times that the spirit world is considered thin and the realms between ours and theirs is is um, the thinnest. And so they were able to communicate with them more as opposed to just having to be a perceptive person or like, you know, uh, what the fuck are they called? Not like a medium, but like and like a perceptive person, like one of those. Um, you don't have to be one of those to fucking be able to talk to ghosts or any spirits or even demons and or um, poltergeists and you know horrible bad spirits. But um, that's supposed to be the time for that. So I'm gonna do that too. Um, that'll be what if the 31st is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Wednesday. Oh, cool. My first. Wait, no, I'm fucking working that day. But I work early in the morning, so it'll be all right. So when I get out of work, I'll probably go. By visit my uh, my family, the ones that are passed, clean up their gravestones, um, uh, monolism, monolium, uh plots and shit like that. You know, just like acknowledge them, let them know that they're still being remembered. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of like a thing to do for, like I said, my family and like uh, that side of culture wise. Uh, it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's cool to me. Like I, I like the idea of that. You know. Like, like they, they, they've always said, um, you die twice. The first time is when you physically die, when your body goes. And the second time is when somebody remembers you or says your name for the last time. And um, I like the idea of that because, as I said, uh, I have great-grandparents that I never met. But, I mean, I know their names and I've seen pictures of them. And I tell them hi and I love them and everything. And, you know, I bullshit with them at their grave, like, as if they're there. Pretty much just talking out loud, you know, just like, hey, you know, this is going on me. Kids about to be four. Da, da, da. Same pretty much shit I tell you guys. Kind of. Well, more in depth because, I mean, they know their names and stuff. But um, I do that and uh, it's cool. You know, like I've always said, you got to be able to talk to somebody. Even if, uh, it, well, in my case, it's like that. But, I mean, the, the more common thing nowadays is like uh, kids talking to somebody online. I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I rag and say that that's not a real friend, but, I mean, if that's all you got, dude, I mean, and they're there for you, cool. I mean, if you got it, as long as you got a support system in some way, you know, because you can't always uh, tell everything to your parents as much as they want you to, like, oh, yeah, you better tell me everything. Yeah, there's certain shit that you don't want to talk to them about because, you know, you think that they'll perceive it a certain way or that they're only going to tell you certain shit, and that's probably right because you know your parents just as much as they know you, so, um. But yeah, being able to talk to somebody else and hearing another side to it or another interpretation of what uh, you're thinking is always something good to um, to have because it it's, it's kind of like another option, you know, another thought. I said I, I I could think a thousand thoughts real fast about something, and that's how I am with, with my anxiety. Like I, I always think of uh, the worst shit first and like one or two good outcomes, and I hope for those, but I always prepare for the worst. But whenever I talk to people about that, they're always like, oh, yeah, well, what about this one, too? And I'm like, oh, I never thought about that too much because it's, like, kind of more in the middle of the line type shit. But, yeah, I could come up, too. Yeah. Like I said, it's always just good to talk to people about shit because there's always somebody else that's dealing with the same shit that you are or have dealt with it or know somebody who has. And knowing that you're not alone in, in a lot of the shit that you're thinking or um, dealing with, it always, like, kind of releases a little bit of that pressure off your back or... 
off your head or wherever the fuck you you keep it you know heavy on your heart heavy on your shoulders uh heavy on your head you know like it, it clears all that shit out you know so it's really helpful um yeah so i guess uh the way that the song matches up with it is uh those are my scars <laughs> but um yeah good talking um get back to some more of this shit and then I'm off to go pick up my boy and enjoy the rest of my day until I start back work again. Uh, like I said, I've been doing this overtime shit and super easy. So it's not a fucking difficult or nothing. And the pay is fucking stupid awesome. So cool. Uh, extra money before the holidays and before the kids' birthdays and shit like that always helps out. That way I don't feel stupid later when I'm like, oh, yeah, let me pay for that. And then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I used to have money. Now I'll still have money. So, yeah. And maybe I'll treat myself to some shit later on. I don't know. Maybe I'll take myself to a better spot to eat or some shit. Or, or uh, when I go to the grocery store and all the fucking prices are up, I won't feel too bad buying myself a fucking badass steak or some fucking rare meat or some shit. I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. I deserve this shit. Give me fucking two of those. I don't give a fuck what the weight is. Like, fuck it. Just give me that shit. That, that's how I fucking appreciate shit. Like I said, I'm not a... I'm not a vain or or a materialistic person in, in any way possible i can't think of um obvious like i mean I, I as long as shit still works i'll still use it i got old shit still works i don't give a fuck i rarely use most of it but i mean i'm just that kind of guy I, as long as it works for me and i still get entertainment or joy out of it i'm all about it um yeah uh real simple when it comes to shit like, that. like i said i'm happy when i get like a really good meal I actually could hold me over for like a month or two. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. That was fucking awesome. That shit. So that'll probably be my little uh, treat to myself. If not, maybe I'll go uh, to Total Wine again and buy one or two random more liquors for me. But actually, I've been cutting back pretty good. I mean, it doesn't seem like it when I'm over at Crew Studio and shit. Fucking hanging out with the the dudes and shit. Uh, but I'm, I've actually been drinking a lot less. It's funny. Um but I can still hold my own, so let's see what's up. Uh, so, yeah, good talking to you guys again, and thanks for listening. And I'll put out that Halloween episode. probably just be me, though, talking some crazy shit about, uh, you know, the worst and scariest shit that I've had to deal with because of another person. Uh, pretty sure all females. Uh, can't think of any of my guy friends that were, like, scared the shit out of me. Well, I mean, some scary shit happened, but, I mean, I, I was more like, oh, I can take care of this. But, like, female-wise, the ones that you care about or have feelings for at the time while all this shit's going down, yeah, it's a different kind of fear or scared, you know? Because you want to help, but you can't because, like, you know, shit's going on and you can't do anything about it type shit. So I'll go more in-depth on that one. That'll be the Halloween episode for me. Uh, And heads up, I'm going to fucking play the badass song from The Misfits, Halloween. Alright everybody, I'm going to close out with some more uh, boy epic and uh, talk to you guys later. you